The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 86, recorded February 9th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. With me, as always, is... Darth Diaz. Michael Diaz, how are you doing, Michael? <laughs> I thought it sounded ominous the way I said Darth. Darth Diaz. Yeah, I, I think you're just ominous, anyways. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I am. I'm well. How are you, Joe? I cold. It's minus nine up here in the Great White North. Holy shit! Is it According here, or it's going to get to minus nine. I'd say it's in the minus. It sucks. I hate it. You're in the wrong state then. Yeah, I know that, but nothing I can do about it right now. The only other state I can get is is in the state of inebriation, which I'm working on with my not brought to us by New Holland, the poet, American oatmeal stop. But that's what I'm having. You know, funny you mentioned that. Did you see that uh, they just the CDC or something came out with uh, Michigan and uh, the average drinks that someone in Michigan had over <laughs> oh, the last no. year? Oh no. It was a thousand drinks. <laughs> you mean in a year? Like if we have a thousand alcoholic drinks in a year? Yeah. It averaged to 18 a week. A week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't drink that much. Yeah, I'm like, who is drinking that much? So uh, Alcoholics, I, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. But that just tells you, I mean, if I'm drinking on average zero drinks a week, like I might have one or two drinks a month. Really? Right? So, so at the high end, I'm not even averaging a drink a week. Right. But then you average that with someone else <laughs> yeah. or get to 18. Right. Holy right. shit. Right. There's some people that are really, really making it happen for themselves out there. Right. I mean, who, I'm going to blame the UP. And you know it's it's perfect timing with, with with all the drinking that now that they have online gambling with your phone that's just perfect timing. I mean it's what 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 could possibly go wrong? I think it I think it's all going to work out well. It's going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of houses for sale soon. Um <laughs> Well, you know this is a show about, you know, Star Wars and geeks and things and it's been slow in news. Um, so, you know, we're not going to try and reach too far, but there's a couple things that's happened this week. Uh, I did watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Super Bowl trailer and, uh, I liked it. What do you think? Th- you know, it's not sh- saying who clearly if there's going, if, if, um, what's his name's going to be, if the Falcon's going to be the next Captain America or not. Right. And I, I think that's, I mean, if I was a betting man. Yeah, it's going to be Falcon, right? But, well, yes, but I, you know, and spoilers, I'm hearing rumors that there's, it's something from a comic book, but it's another guy that actually becomes Captain America. You're talking about John Walker? Yeah. Well, okay. So let me fill you in. Fill me in. Do it. Do We've it. We've got Marvel-like. three people here 
in the in this show mm-hmm. that have at one point in time each played Captain America. So I won't go. I always have to limit myself because I could go on and on and on, and we don't have all day. Right, we kind of do, but it doesn't matter. Back in the eighties, basically the U.S. government said, "Wait a sec, you know, Captain America, you're the you're a product of the Super Soldier Project." You are a soldier. You signed up for that. So, right. You are, you should not just be running around as a superhero. Right. You should literally be a super soldier and doing what we tell you. What we say. So, I know the storyline. I do know this okay. myself. But so they for, for our said, listeners, yeah. Yeah. So, they basically told him, you have to, you know, you have to take orders from us or give up the mantle of Captain America. So, he did. He gave up. And that's when they took, um, that's when John Walker, who, right. again, I didn't prepare for this. So nope. he, he played some other super patriot type. He may have even been to, called super patriot. But he, but he had the serum. Well, no. Well, he. After the, right? Didn't they give him the serum after he decided he would be their Captain America? I don't know, because the serum's never been fully uh, replicated. Well, That's maybe not the exact same serum, yeah. but a serum. Like I said, I'm not a Captain America expert, so uh, listeners, if you know for sure, please tell us where we're wrong. But the gist is, John Walker said, yeah, I'll I'll be that guy. And he was Captain America for a while. Meanwhile, Steve Rogers basically got a new costume, almost exactly the same costume, except it was black and red and white. Right. And instead of a star on his chest, it was a black, red and white American flag. And he ran around as a superhero and he called himself just the captain. Right. Well, the, the, the reason I bring all this up is I, I don't know if you know this, Michael, but you know who Wyatt Russell is, right? That name sounds familiar. Why do I, So why? he's the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, and he's playing John Walker in the Falcon yes. and the Winter yes. Soldier. So what I'm thinking is now that Steve Rogers has passed. Because mm-hmm. um, well, it starts with a funeral, the, obviously, right? From the Right. I'm assuming he's dead. Or even if he hasn't, he hasn't come back, right? He left at the end of. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking more. It's ceremonial for the for the world to think that Captain America died, but he's still the old man. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't think he's dead. I think it's probably like to show the world, like you know, so they can have a new Captain America kind of thing. Because they don't want to get into the whole time travel thing. I would assume is exactly. Politi- but the, the gist is, I'm assuming the U.S. government wants to control. Correct. And I'm assuming that's what John Walker is in this show. So, yes, he has been Captain America in the past. So maybe he does have the shield. But mm-hmm. also, uh, there was a storyline about mm, 10, 15 years ago by Brubaker and Epting uh, where Captain America is shot and killed and assassinated. Mm-hmm. And Bucky, the Winter Soldier, becomes, becomes Captain America. Right. And then, Plenty of storylines. Right. And then just in the last couple of years, something happened where... You know, Steve Rogers got suddenly really old. He couldn't be Captain America anymore. So Falcon became Captain America. So I love that they're playing with this whole idea of it could be any one of these three as the next captain. Right. And they're going to do that. You know, two of them are red herrings. Well, for now, they could all be captain at some point throughout this whole thing until Rogers comes back and something. Right. You know, at some point, Marvel's going to reboot their universe somehow. Right. But anyway, like I said, 
It, it was a fun trailer. The one thing that it really struck out to me, I mean, yes, it was just full of a bunch of action. We really didn't get a lot of more, a lot more story points other than uh, we knew Baron Zemo was going to be in it. And now we've seen from the art and from the trailer, he's going to be wearing a mask much more similar to the Baron Zemo in the comics, that purple mm-hmm. mask. Whereas in uh, Civil War, he did not. Right? Correct. So, um, like I said, just a lot of action. They didn't really give us a lot of more, a lot more what, you know, when it comes to story points and whatnot. But no, but I like the couples therapy. That was funny. It was funny, you know. And that's the thing: the Marvel, the uh, MCU, Marvel Universe, it it works well when there's a nice, fun balance of fun humor and yeah. action. You know, and that's what they, that's what they do best. And the biggest takeaway I took from this is that even though it's a TV show. It feels like the Marvel movies, and I—that's kind of the point. I mean, they're being done by Marvel Studios, so this yeah. just seems like a longer movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously, they're probably going to—they're going to be probably smaller sets and whatnot. But um, you know, I, I think it—it it looks fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, this is—I think this is what everybody's waiting for. And I think they're as we get into Wanda. Um, I think Wanda's going to get better and better, but I think people are still itching for this. Like, you know, what, what's going on in the Marvel universe? What's happening right now? We've, we've all been gone for over a year. We were supposed to see, you know, the black widow. Um, we're, we're just, uh, it's probably the best thing to happen to Marvel is to make people wait a little bit. Cause I think it's just going to like avalanche into greatness. You know, they're just going to get bombarded with people. Oh, yeah, People are hungry for it. And I, and obviously this is not their plan. You know, COVID right. is not on Marvel, but the break has been nice because, you know, uh, Endgame was such a huge movie and then kind of like the palate cleanser afterthought, the, you know, the the dessert, if you will, was Spider-Man Far From Home that kind of wrapped up Phase 3 in a nice little bow. But I mean... Now, now we're yeah. launching into Phase 4. But I mean, I, I'm guessing that... You know, if you watch the trailer and I did and I freeze froze the the trailer because I wanted to, I, I still think I, I think it's not a red herring. I think the walker is going to be Captain America. Um, and I think it, it's 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 something it, there's no red herring because I think that most I would say 98.7 percent of Marvel people watching the movies have no idea who John Walker ever was. So they're going to be like, what the hell? Because if you freeze frame it at one oh nine on the preview and they're at the Super Bowl or whatever, or some stadium. And you see the, the Captain America, there's a shield and there's a guy who put his hand up, getting ready to high five the, the uh, head of the, the drum line guy, drum major, he, drum major. He's got white hands. Oh, a hundred percent. That's John Walker. And yes, yeah. yeah, no, I think the U S government is saying that yes, John Walker is the new Captain America. They're making right. a claim to it. I'm saying by the end of the show, Anthony Mackie slash Falcon will be Captain America. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's kind of like a, his origin story for becoming Captain America. Yeah. I see. Yeah. But John Walker is going to be, you know, basically, um, John Ross, John Ross's boy, right? Yeah. He's going to say he's Captain America, but just because you say it doesn't mean that he is. Does that make sense? Right. Which makes, you know, I want to watch Captain America again. I, he's still one of my favorite characters, not, Prior to all this, was one of my. I just kind of dug Captain America, um, but just having when Stanley Tucci was giving him the stuff, it's you know, it's he just points to his stomach, his heart. I mean, and you know, 
it's just everything. I agree. That's, I like the fact that Captain America, I'm a jaded guy. All right. Right. No kidding. Captain America is, (laughs) but Captain America is just earnest, but they do it without making him seem, well, he's still kind of a boy scout, but he's still a soldier and they, they, they played that well. Yeah. So I agree. He's one of my favorite characters as well. And, you know, kudos to, you know, Chris Evans, because he played him perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. If you haven't seen the trailer, go go check it out. Um, obviously, they're going to guarantee Disney Plus subscribers between that and Bad Batch is coming out soon. I think right after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So well, of course. They're just going to, you know, keep me on that hook, which is totally fine. I'll keep them. I'll stay with it anyways. Um, so you've got other news up here that you posted. I'll let you uh, speak to that one. Well, I think it came out today. If it didn't come out today, I saw it today for the first time. But as we know, third Spider-Man movie, we know that WandaVision, Spider-Man, the third movie, whatever it's called yet, and uh, the new Doctor Strange movie, they're all kind of interrelated. We also know that it has to do with, most likely, the establishment of a multiverse. And we've already got confirmation, at least that Alfred Molina... I believe right. has been cast as Dr. Octopus. But he hasn't confirmed it. Or, he, or maybe, or was it Jamie Foxx? I mean, one of the two has confirmed it, right? Right. Word is we're getting Jamie Foxx as Electro and Alfred Molina, which are from the two different disparate Spider-Man franchises. So, rumor, Bill's been going, rumor Mill has been going around for a while saying, Tobey Maguire's going to come back to play Spider-Man as well, and so is... Andrew Garfield, and it's going to be this whole multiverse, kind of like what Sony did with their animated Into the Spider-Verse, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Holland shut that down today. He said that, no, Maguire and Garfield are not in this movie. Is he lying? Probably not, but we don't know. Marvel, Probably so. Well, who knows? I mean, <laughs> I mean let's, let's, like we've already mentioned before, Tatiana Mislahi, you know, as She-Hulk, she denied mm-hmm. it for weeks. Everyone knew she was it. And then, yeah, surprise, I'm it. Well, you didn't surprise anyone. We knew. Right. So could he be lying? It's possible. Listen, when I hear the words, I honestly have no idea what this film is about, and I'm eight weeks into shooting it. They do it all the time. In Endgame, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s funeral scene, for the longest time, I was under the impression that it was a wedding. I'm 100% sure that they're still tricking me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I think it'd be hard. I mean, yes, you know, filming Tony's funeral as a you know, possible wedding, I can see how they could do that. But, I mean, I, I, how do you miss the buzz of Garfield or McGuire being on set? Unless they're going to film the scenes without him, without Holland? Right. I'd, I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't get me wrong. I think it'd be awesome to bring them all in and, and do this kind of handoff, and you've got this multiverse. And then also, if they did that, remember Sony can do whatever they want for their films. So if they give you know once they open the multiverse, Sony could do all kinds of stuff if they wanted. So what do you mean, like pull all three of them? What do you mean by that multiverse? If they if, if for Sony, what they can't pull in Thor. No, but they can say, you know, let's say they establish, you know, an older, you know, 30s, 40s Spider-Man with Maguire. And let's say, you know, he was popular in the movie. 
Sony can say, well, we still own the rights to him. So we're going to do, you know, a oh. Spider-Man movie. Sure. They yeah, they can do that. Well, they can do their Spider-Man verse. Right. Exactly. Which they've already started. Yep. They already have Venom. They've already filmed Morbius. That was supposed to come out last year. Is it done filming? Oh, yeah. It was. Oh. They did the trailer, I think, last March. It was supposed to come out last summer or fall. That's Jared Leto, right? Yes. Yeah. But literally the trailer came out and like two weeks later, COVID shut the U.S. down. So we've only seen the yeah. one trailer. It's been almost a year. I have to believe if it's not done, it's pretty close. Right. It was supposed to come out. So I don't know. I Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I would love to see them in the movie. We'll see if they can, if they show up. I'll, I'll I'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, I think we'll have more to say about this in about less than ten minutes <laughs> as we get into Wanda. Right. Um. So, uh, our geeks this week. I you know after a conversation last week, I uh, watched Kong 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 Skull Island yesterday. Um, it's a fun movie. It was way more fun than I remembered. You know when I first saw that movie i don't even i didn't remember that three avengers were in that damn film <laughs> you know Wait, hold on uh who am I, oh duh never mind i got them all we're good okay who are you forgetting uh, there's loki obviously there's miss marvel there's um nick fury yeah. yeah and it was like holy crap and i don't remember i don't think i paid attention to who brie larson was when that first came out Till after Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't remember her being in that, but she's basically almost the same character in, in Kong's Kind of Island. <laughs> she's basically like Captain Marvel. She, like she makes the same. She's got those cool, smart ass faces. Like you know, um, she was great in it. I loved it. And actually, there's four people from the Marvel universe in that movie. Oh shit! Who am I missing? Wait, um, pretty big dude. Pretty big dude. John Goodman? Nope. Close. Uh, John C. Riley? Yeah. Oh yeah, Guardians. no, that's right. He was in he was one of the Nova Corps. That's right. Yeah. Nova Corps. That's right. I, yep. Well, it wasn't a very big role, but yeah, you're right. No, nope, but you're right. You're right. In the universe, he's in there. He played a part. No, nope, you're you right. hundred percent right. So it's it's pretty funny that all all those are in there. But John C. Riley is so so damn good in that movie. You guys are a great bunch of guys. You're awesome. We're all going to die. It's great. <laughs> he makes that movie. He, does he was so movie. good in that movie. He was so damn good in that movie. Uh, he does make that movie. I mean, you, you, and I wonder if he'll be in, uh, well, that takes place in 77, so he'll be super old if it's if if it's yeah. a continuation of, if it's present day with um, Godzilla and, and Kong, I would assume it's present day or maybe a little bit in the future. Yeah. That's another 45 plus years. Right, yeah, he'll be gone. Well, at the very least, very, very old. Right, right. But they, but Brie Larson's not coming back. She, she would be older, I would assume. Yeah, be, yeah we're not going to see anyone. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, at least we, as far as we know, we won't see anyone. Could be some cameos. Anyways, I did that. And then um, my other geek was this week is I, I've been working on using illustrator and I just kind of finished my Luke illustration, which I'm really proud of. That was a, probably a 20 some hour illustration <laughs> playing with illustrator and doing things. Uh, it was fun. So yeah, I saw you posted it to the feed and I have to ask that was 
there's no tracing. That was all freehand, right? You did that. All yeah, that's just using. Yeah, doing the uh, an Illustrator, drawing an Illustrator with um, a Wacom tablet. Dude, that was fantastic. Like, I looked at it. I was like, the Luke is so good. But I, I knew we had talked about it before. I'm like, Joe didn't mention mention any tracing or anything. No, I'm sure. You know, you looked at a reference photo. Or something. Yeah, I had a reference photo for sure. I don't memorize Mark Hamill's face. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even though he's dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's. I mean, I'm no artist. In fact, I'm terrible. Right. But I know enough about you know comic book art and stuff like that. That, well, you know, art in general. That you know, if you're doing people, you often need you know reference photos or something. Just to, yeah, yeah. So. I was, I got to say props, man. That thing is really impressive. Well, well, I I started my whole career wanting to be an illustrator and then found out that basically you have no control over your destiny. It's like, you know, so you have to kind of like move around, but I need to get back. One of my goals this year was to get back into drawing and do some more creative things that way. And I saw like a fanboy here, but I remember you used to post sketches. Yeah. Like, dude, you should sell those. And you're like, man, they're just sketches. Yeah. We'll see. I mean. I, I'm going to, uh, the nice thing about why I did an illustrator is it's vector, right? So I can make that the size of a, size of a building, right? Right. That's why I want, that's why I wanted to learn on the Wacom because I can't, you know, on the iPad, it's just, it still ends up being a rastered image and, you know, basically 11 by 17 is about as big as you can get. That's printable. That that's high res printing. But if I do an illustrator, I can vector that thing up huge, you know, like mural if you want to get it printed. Um, and we have a great printer at work that can print on canvas. So I might do a series for my office, like, a, you know, kind of thing. Ooh. I don't know. would be fun. Anyways, that was my. Well, it was impressive. I was very much impressed with your. Wow, thank your drawing. you. It looks good. So if you haven't seen it, people, go to our Instagram. Remember, we're Kybercast. Go there. Check it out. I make fun of it. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kidding. I know, I know. I'm, uh, it's the Midwestern thing. No one can take praise, right? I have a hard time. <laughs> well, you're good. So maybe for your third career, you can yeah. do your own comic book. Yeah, that's a lot harder. I, I used to have this old book called Drawing the Marvel Way, and I oh, can't yeah, find I know it. That book. And uh, it's great because it teaches you, like, you know, superhero proportions versus human proportions and how to be, you know, how to just draw with that. Um, exaggeration and, and, uh, that's hard. It's hard to do. Like if I have reference that I can, I can copy something, but I can't draw it like out of my head. My friend and listener to the podcast, Patrick Hatfield is, uh, he is one of the best. Um, we had some art classes together and he's an illustrator and great designer as well. But, uh, he, um, man, he can just draw a comic. He's done comics. He's done inking and all that stuff. Um, in fact, that's how we got to talk to Matt Bush, illustrator. So he was friends with him. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So he's, uh, he can just do it. He can just draw. And I've, I've always been, I, I need reference and I need something to look at. I can't just like, I'm going to just draw Thor. Boom. There's Thor, you know. Understood. Even, you know, even Alex Ross, who is an amazing comic book painter, he uses references like crazy. I don't know that he could actually do a comic book. He, he needed... I mean, he spent hours and hours taking pictures of so many people just to do the uh, Kingdom Come. Right. Yeah, but those are so, they're almost photographic illustrations. They're so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, all right, what about you? What was your this week? Your Not a lot this week. week. Um, I mean, 
like we've said already, you know, it's the, it's the same week, same thing going on. I've just been reading lots of comics. And the one I've read, I mean, don't get me wrong, I had to read, read Ready Player Two. I took time to do that. But uh, I had two geeks this week. One was um, reading Vision, the series, the 12, 12, what well, turned into a 12 issue maxi series by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez uh, Walta, mm-hmm. who, FYI, uh, Walta did the. Uh, sentient comic book from tko studios that i harped on or pimped on our site a few weeks ago it was only a couple bucks great book anyway uh there are some points taken taken from vision some story points and some beats that are going to be or have already been in wandavision so i wanted to read that it got all kinds of critical critical acclaim i can't speak tonight when it came out and I bought it a long time ago, and as you all know, I bought that tablet during uh, Amazon Prime Day. Finally. Yeah, yeah. Been going through the apparently hundreds of comics I've purchased and have not read digitally. So I've been reading that and really enjoying it. So that's been good. Other than that, uh, I found, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I found a podcast called Chameleon, mm-hmm. and uh, I just finished that today, so. It's not really sci-fi or geeky. It's it's true life crime, blah blah blah. But I really enjoyed it. So that was those are my two geeks this week. Cool, cool, cool. I I mean I did pick up my the second uh, High Republic comic, which I can't read because I have to finish the book because of the spoilers. But uh, now I'm, I'm going to jump back on that uh, book before we pick our next um, book club book. So, oh yeah, good idea. So I'll try and rip through that pretty quickly unless, you know, I don't know. We'll talk about the book. We'll get so I know somebody, we had a couple suggestions out there and we can talk through that as well. Um, but before we do that, before we get to our final Ready Player 2 review and full book review, um, or at least the last section, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, I don't know necessarily know if we need another show with Ready Player 2. It's not quite as heavy as, as, uh, Dune was, but we can discuss that. We did see WandaVision episode five, and a lot happened. A lot, a lot happened. happened. A lot happened. Like walls were broken, literally. Um, as Wanda came outside of Westview. Yeah, broke through so, the bubble. Literally broke through a fourth wall, kind of. Right. That's what I was saying. It's like we, we finally were all let in and, and we we know that she's doing this, right? But as, you know, Monica says, she doesn't think it's, you know, uh, malicious. She thinks that she's something else is happening uh, or she's not doing it because she could have killed her. But she was she said she was protected all the way through all the way uh, as she was throwing her through the walls. Right. So. Um, she forcibly th- removed her quickly, but she did not hurt her. Right. So do you think, you know, you, you, you know, you texted me right after, right after you watched it and I, you know, I didn't see it yet, but you, you know, then I did. And then you had thoughts, but we'll, we'll get to that person's thoughts in a second. But, um, do you think it's all Wanda or is there somebody, something else happening? I think that Wanda is, st- I still think Wanda is being persuaded or not controlled, Mm -hmm. um, but 
encouraged or there's some something going on, something that is nefarious that's affecting her. Right. Like Monica Rambeau said, Monica is not malicious. I get it. You know, she is living her dream life in many ways right now. She's got vision. They've got a family. They've got time together. They've got children. She, she has, you know, an idealized and very fake version of the American dream going on right now. So she wants to be happy in that. Um, I think eventually she'll realize that it is fake and that she can't force it and she'll come out. But something is influencing her. And I don't think we know. There, we may have been given hints already that we don't realize. Right. Or maybe do realize. Like Clearly Agnes has something to do with it. But I think, well, first of all, it's it's. I think it's a fair assessment, assessment by the sword director. What's his name? Tyler or whatever. Um, to say that she's a terrorist based on like, you know, she wasn't an automatic Avenger. She was Avenger via war. She was actually on the side of Ultron for a while. Created by, she was created by, well, here's what I didn't know as, as I did some research. I had no idea. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's ever been said in this universe because of rights and all that, but I didn't know that Wanda and um, Pietro was descendants of Magneto. Well, they couldn't say that in this. I know, but, but in the comics they are. Yes, they are. They are his children. Okay. They didn't say they weren't yet. They never even talked about that at all, right? Correct. Uh, they just I said think the, in the twins. Show, we saw there was a flashback where they showed like a, a newspaper thing where we saw a clipping, which showed a quick picture of their parents, and it, it's obviously not Ian McClellan, Ian McClellan or Michael Fassbender. So, in this, in the MCU, it does not appear that Magneto is their father. Well, I don't think it's ever been clear who they're... Like, they could get away with it if they wanted to now. Yes, I think they could. I mean, nobody would go, what? But they might go, what? And, you know, when the door opened, I half thought it might have been Magneto before it opened up. Because I read that before. I was been reading this before about Wanda. Like, I wanted to learn about the character. And I was like, what? So I thought when that door was opening, like when... Which it's spoilers, we all know that. <laughs> but, but when the door opened, it was not um, at the end. It was not Magneto, obviously. But yeah. um, before we jump into that, though, so that you know, so we we think that Wanda, we know that Wanda is doing us. They showed her take pieces of Vision, so we know that Vision is dead currently. Yeah, but that's so that has questions right there. So. They show the video of her basically gathering up the pieces of vision, which he had been disassembled, which messed up. I mean, I get it. Sword wants to, you know, see what made him alive, right? He's well, we don't know if anything was bad. They could have been trying to figure out how to get him back. I mean, who knows? We don't know exactly. the backstory. Like, yeah, could yeah. be that as well. You're correct. Good point there. But he was still chopped up into pieces. She took all the pieces and now he's alive. So Right. But he's almost been like born anew. Like he has no memory. His memory wasn't put in. But if, let's say, 
for SNGs if this body that she has is put back together but with no memory. And then they go to Wakanda. Hmm. Right. I'm. It's possible he could be back. Like, or they could bring him back if he's not back. But remember, we did have that little flash, was it previous episode? Or was it two episodes ago now where she looked at Vision and for a minute it was he was all grayed out and dead. Right. A hole in his head. So there's a lot we still don't know here. He's still very much Vision. He's still very scientific, still very questioning. I mean, he is getting closer and closer to poking through, I think, into the, our reality again. So the pocket universe, he's sniffing around the edges. Yeah, and he, I mean, obviously he was told through um, what was it the uh, he he was talking to the guy at work, and he was told through fax or whatever. Was it fax machine or email? It was email, it was email. right? Email. Um, you know what what Wanda, you know, what was going on, and then he gets he he basically unlocks that one guy's mind as a coworker. Yes. And, you know, just, you know, asking him to like, you know, stop her. You got to stop her. Um, and then he puts it back. So he wasn't in pain, I guess, anymore, or at least showing signs of pain. Um, so he's, he's, he's becoming, he's becoming sentient <laughs> for lack of a better. Well, he's sentient, but he, I think he's, He's becoming more and more over, aware of the fact that the the universe he's in right now does not make sense. Right. And anytime he brings it up to her, she cuts him off. Obviously, he doesn't want her to find out. But but then, you know, all her magic, he doesn't, like, she's you know trying to stop her in front of Agnes, and Agnes doesn't really give a shit. Right. So something else is going on, right? Now, I did want to go back to something real quick you noted when he, when he brought that guy out of it, and he's saying, it's her, it's her, it's her. Yeah. Notice he doesn't ever say it's Wanda. It's Wanda, right. Now, do they put that in there again as a red herring to throw us off? I'm not sure. Is the her Agnes? Is the her, or is the her, what's her name? Was it Dottie? Was that, I, I don't remember her name, the, yeah. the blonde woman. Yeah. That, you know, was with the, you know, the fundraiser for the children. Who is the her? Could it be her? Because, you know, now there's some, I don't know. I saw some speculation online that maybe Dottie is the devil. Um, yeah. Um, what's his name? Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fact that they left, left it so ambiguous as to the her, you're going to stop her or whatever. I like that because who could it be? It does not necessarily Wanda. It could be anyone or any woman. Yes. Right. Agnes, Dottie. Did I get her name right? Maybe it's yep. not Dottie. It is. Good. I think. It, yeah, I think so. Anyhow, or Wanda. It, so many possibilities. So. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so they're in the house, and they, you know, you see the kids come out. They're not babies, right? Right. And they somehow are now five, right? And for a minute. <laughs> for a minute, and then you know when the dog comes into it, and I feel like Agnes is like pulling some strings and like, oh, here's the dog, you know, that kind of thing, and here's the oh, I already have the house, you know, and um. Well, we think that's for 10 year olds. And then, and then Wanda's like, don't you do it? Don't you like, did she have control over that? Or did somebody else do it? Did Agnes do it? You know what I mean? And they turned into 10 year olds, right. which was freaky as hell. It was freaky. Um, you know, you're getting into shining territory when you got these, these twins. Well, and you notice too, I mean, obviously 
Wanda controls everyone. But she doesn't appear to control Agnes at all. Nope. And though she can control Vision, she doesn't always control Vision. Right, because that even be right. Because, you know, when he starts getting a little too close to the truth, yeah, she might do a little tweak, right? But he's she's still not controlling him all the time because otherwise, if she was, he wouldn't be snooping, looking for the truth, for the truth. Right. So it's interesting. But like Monica said, if she really is controlling everyone in that town, even though it's, you know, maybe 100 people or you mean less or more or something like that, that is a substantial amount of power. Absolutely. Well, I mean, my thing is there's something, there's clearly a lot more to Agnes than we, than we have, we have to find out because I mean, she killed the dog, right? To force the conversation. Yeah. That was fucked up. I, I'm a huge dog person and I realize right. this is fake. You know, it's just a right. show. Like they didn't say that she killed her, but we've got to assume that she did. Right. Well, I know it took off. I know it took off after the uh, drone or whatever, but right. Apparently, it ain't you know poison plant of some sort. But Agnes is right there. I mean, right. I don't know the way she just said, like, "Oh my god," you know what I mean? Like, I try. You know, it, was, it just. Um, but then the way you know we're, we're Juan is like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yet she has vision right there. She has um, done that. Whatever life is for vision. If it's electronics, that's a different conversation, I suppose. Valid point. Um, but then she says, you know, deal with their grief. She's got to deal with their grief. And then it cuts to the commercial. Did you catch the commercial? Yes. I mean, that was pretty sweet. Pretty oh, 100%. easy. I mean, it, that was the city that she destroyed, right? Yep. Yeah. So that was clearly... Clearly those commercials are either her dealing or somehow dealing with the whole situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all reference, well, they all, too, if you notice, all the commercials reference time in some way, she perform as well. Yeah. You know, there was the one about the watch. That's obvious. Uh, the one with the toaster, it was about, you know, saving time there. And the one about, you know, the uh, the bath stuff, the Hydra whatever it was. Hydra soap, yeah. Yeah, it was basically like Calgon. You know, right. you need to take time for yourself. Yep. They're all about time. But when they send that drone in, then she comes, obviously, to, to take care of Wanda, so to speak. Um, she breaks that wall. She comes out. Yeah. And her accent starts to come back. Which, nice touch. Right. I was worried that you know, I, I know we saw less and less of her accent the more she was Avengers. And then Which it's is totally a shame. Gone. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's totally gone now. And then it comes I, back a bit. So little things like that, those are those are important because they show that people are paying attention. Right. So. I think so. It's kind of like, you know, people always used to laugh at, you know, Princess Leia losing her accent in Star Wars. Where she talks to Tarkin. I recognize your foul stench, you know. Oh, yeah. But I always thought it was her making fun of the English accent. I didn't know it was 
you know what I mean? I thought it was her making fun of him. Yeah. But I, you know, that, that's the way I took it as well. Yeah. I didn't take it as like, she spoke that way. Then all of a sudden she's not the rest of the movie. I thought it was just her ripping on that whole situation. <laughs> like, you know, okay. I'm gonna, anyways, but uh, I liked, you know, bringing that accent, but it brought a bit of a chill yes. to her voice, you know, which was, was good. Um, but then, you know, vision starts to like really confront her, like really. And she's like, you know, I, I can't control everybody. I can't control everybody. And then, then knock on the door. And Pietro arrives, but it's not the Pietro we know from our universe. It is the one from the Marvel or the X-Men universe. Correct. So for me, I don't know. I'm assuming that this opens up the idea of multiverse, but, Which but maybe fits not into what we know if it's in what we know. But you said you had some definite thoughts, so let's let's hear those thoughts. Well, no, just, okay. There's a couple different ways they can go with this. So, we know Marvel doesn't make mistakes, and they don't just do things willy-nilly. Yes, Spider-Man, Far From Home, brought up the concept of the multiverse, even though we find out that Mysterio is actually from this universe. Right. From that universe, whatever it is. But just by putting it out there, now it's an idea that's not so foreign. Does that mean that, well, so I guess let me put my thoughts here a sec. Okay. So there's many different things that this could mean. Number one, maybe she can't really bring, bring people back from the dead. Like you already noted, Vision is alive, but he's a different kind of alive because he's a synthesoid. He's not a human, right? Right. So, because he's part machine, maybe there is a way to bring him back alive. If she really had the power of life over death, then she would have brought back her Pietro, right? The Pietro from the MCU. Right. So, real quick, real quick question about Wanda. Yeah. Um, to her powers, and this is where I'm trying to get at so we can to kind of talk about what you just said in this universe, the twins got their powers from the mind stone in, yes. in the Marvel comics universe. If they're the siblings or the offspring of Magneto, was it just simply a genetic, it was just a genet like an X-Men thing for them Were they did they start out as X-Men? They were mutants. Yes. Mutant, they're mutants. Okay. They were, they keep changing. I believe the current status within the uh, Marvel comic book universe is that Pietro's not a mutant now. I don't know. Marvel's in Red um, Scarlet Witch is not a mutant now. She's just a witch. But depending on where you look at their origins, yes. They're Magneto's children and they're mutants. Now okay. apparently Quicksilver might be an eternal. Anyhow, it's their, their origin story is a huge mess. But in the comics, yes. For a point in time, um, Wanda was a mutant that had um, reality-altering powers mm -hmm. called hexes, she called them. But then she actually did train under a real witch. So she combines them with actual magic. So, Got it. In the comics. Now, obviously the origin story in the MCU is different. Well, what was funny is, you know... Um, 
Darcy <laughs> says like she recast Pietro <laughs> like was, you know if you know anything about Bewitched they just switched Darren's you know <laughs> right <laughs> and no you know no one said anything they just kind of did it right so I don't know if it's just a nod to that of just being a joke for one episode or right. for the rest of this like it's just so th- I guess what I'm saying is it may not necessarily be a multiverse it could just be recast and it could be stun casting fantastic stun casting and they just did it and right. that's how they told you. They just did it through this sitcom kind of thing. Um, you know? But it is weird. Like, like if you're going to recast why him, there's a reason. Like, you don't just cast him who's played him before. That That's weird. Like, that's... Because there's nothing wrong with the guy who played, you know, uh, played him the first time. Right. Aaron something. I don't remember his Aaron name. Aaron Taylor something. Yeah. Aaron Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? I don't know. Sure. Okay. I remember Aaron. So, I mean, he was fine. Right, but okay. So either it's just complete stunt casting casting, and it's just, aha, maybe he's not actually Pietro. Maybe she doesn't have the power to bring people back to life. And maybe it's just someone that lives there in Westview that she is, she just recast, and now you're going to play the part I, of my brother. But I genuinely believe that when she says, she, so the fight was with Vision saying, I can't just control people where they walk around. I'm like, okay, you don't believe her there. But then when the door knocks, she's like, I didn't do that. Right. Like, like I, I genuinely believe that she didn't do that. Okay. So. That one instance, everything that she was saying beforehand, like I can't make people do these things. I think she could do those. It was just kind of talking around her. But then when the door knocked and she's like, wait a minute, I didn't do that. Well, like you know, I said. If there's some other nefarious force that's having an effect on her, that's trying to get her to uh, weaken the walls between the different realities, between the different universes, maybe that nefarious force is the one that grabbed Pietro from the Fox slash X-Men universe Mm -hmm. and put him there. But the thing is, she recognizes him immediately as Pietro. Right. So... I guess either it's just complete stunt casting or um, she just pulled because she can't bring people back from the dead, but she couldn't reach across. Maybe she can reach across realities and universes and pulls a Pietro across. That is, you know, well, technically her brother, but from a different reality. And that's why they use that one. Or. Or. I think you were talking earlier, you gave me kind of an idea a few seconds ago where you said like, well, if, if there's somebody else around part of this that wants to open the door to the universe and then she's using her right. pity or, and yeah. her power or, to, right. to create the wormhole, so to speak. Right. And it's or, here. In, yes. it's, it's in Westview, right? Like, like, like they're using, they're using Wanda to create this. They're using Wanda's grief and, whether it's Agnes who could be like an acolyte of Mephisto and says, Hey, this person, you know, and, and kind of keep her in grief, keep her in this area so that she has enough power to actually open up that wormhole so that Mephisto can come through or just having that multiverse, which could screw everything up. Hence leading into multiverse of madness. We we know we're going to a multiverse. They told us like, that's not a spoiler. I mean, um, and they got to get us there somehow. And maybe it's this other person. I mean, 
could it be? No, didn't the Silver Surfer like? Wasn't he like a uh, a beacon to go find worlds for somebody else to conquer or something? Yeah, Silver Surfer was the herald of Galactus. Right. So, could this ultimately lead to a Galactus thing where a Silver Surfer comes? Uh, who knows? Right. Probably not. No. <laughs> not this episode. I'm talking like where the Marvel could go in the movies and everything. Uh, I I don't think this would directly because that's more of the cosmic side. That's something we'd probably see more on the Thor or Guardians Guardian side or the Eternals Captain Marvel. We're going to meet next or Captain Marvel. Okay. Because reality doesn't play into it. Galactus just exists in our universe. Gotcha. And Silver Surfer, his you know his job was to go around and find worlds for Galactus. Galactus to devour. So, but he wasn't necessarily evil. He was just like a prophet or something. <laughs> Silver Surfer. Yeah. Right. I mean, he eventually broke away from Galactus and said, "Oh, I'm a good guy now." But yeah. Yeah. He was forced to do what he did. Yes. Right. So, not necessarily evil. No. Um. So, anyways, that's my thought. Is we maybe maybe they're just waiting. The, the she's that the, the the whole worlds are going to open up by the end of this series. But it isn't necessarily going to be because Wanda wants it. It's going to be because somebody may have been using her grief to right. bend bend Wanda to their whim. Right. I think that's very possible. And, um, I mean, it was a cool episode. I mean, they did they did bring in the full house thing, which we talked about last week. Yep. You know, the outsides, you know, the thing, you know. And family ties and full house and growing pains. Let me ask this question real quick. Yeah. So, uh, Olson here, Elizabeth Olson, Mm -hmm. has already gone on record saying there is going to be a Luke Skywalker esque cameo in this show that's going to blow everyone's minds. I don't think this. Do you think Pietro was that? That's what I'm asking. Is this it? You don't think so? Do you think there's a bigger cameo coming yet? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I, I guess does it depends on did how were, were there any spoilers to this of Evan Peters coming? I didn't see any, but I'm not looking for him. Like I don't really want to be spoiled. So I'm not looking for him either. But nor was I looking for him for Luke. I mean, I didn't find out that he. Fo- I accidentally found out because he he found out from Google. He just told you straight up. Oh God, that pissed me off. <laughs> and I wasn't looking either. I was. I literally opened Google to do some work. So, <laughs> no. Hey, by the way, you're gonna see Luke. God damn it! Anyway, this is a huge cameo, but is this Luke esque in its hugeness? I here's why I don't think it's Luke esque because I don't. I, I, Luke Skywalker has known the world over, right? Like you, you could say Luke Skywalker in Brazil, and they'll know. You could say Luke. You could say Luke Skywalker pretty much anywhere in the world that that, and people would know who you're talking about, right? Right. That's a huge reveal. If I said, "Hey, Pietro showing up," like what? So, I would think that I would think almost forty percent of people that have watched all the Avengers movies will, will forget him. Like, wouldn't know who that was who opened the door. So then, either Elizabeth Olsen was being hyperbolic, mm-hmm. or there's a bigger cameo yet to come. And who could that be? Magneto? Who know? At this point, I don't know. If it was Magneto, 
then yeah, definitely the X-Men are coming right now. That would be huge. If any of the X-Men showed up. And if it was Hugh Jackman, oh my God, I'll shit myself. Well, that would be weird. It won't be Hugh Jackman, though. No. Um, But if it was, it's not going to be. I mean, could it be Deadpool? No, I don't. That's Um, not Luke Gessick, though. You know, it had to be someone huge. So So who is that? Who is huge? I don't know. Wolverine would be huge, but I don't see that happening. I mean, could could it be Captain America? Pulled him, through the, pulled him through the multiverse? That's pretty huge. Um, could it be another? Could it be Tony Stark? That would be huge because he's dead. Right? So is Pietro. Right. It would have to be someone like that. It'd have to be like right? Captain America. It would have to be somebody that everybody in the world would know, right? To be the Luke, Luke-esque. Right. The biggest one I can think of would be Robert Downey Jr., that would be the biggest by far for for this scenario, right? But there's no reason to bring him back. So thinking along the X uh, unless they lead to Iron Heart, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. I so that's where we. Well, who does okay? So could it be? So Monica Rambeau turns into who again? Photon. Photon, right? That's based off Captain Marvel's powers, though. Kind of. Kind of, right? Hmm. I'm just wondering if there's anything around Captain Marvel, but that's really not, that's not a that's not cameo. It's, it's in universe. She's alive. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And, I, well, and, 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 you know, to me, the other thing, too, is Luke was revealed on the last episode. This is halfway through. Not that it has to be done in the last episode. Right. I mean, I'm assuming Doctor Strange is going to come in here at some point, too. Yeah, but at, at I the think end. they've already kind of... But they told us that, right? Yeah. Right. If they haven't told us, they have, they have at least hinted. So if he shows up, I'm not going to be surprised. That's not a Lucas cameo. So either this was it, and Elizabeth Olsen was hyperbolic, and it's, okay, it's it's impressive, but it's not Lucas. Or there's another bigger cameo we have no clue about coming in. That's right. what I think. Right. So, but it's getting better. We're at 54 minutes, right? It's funny. Um, show's getting better, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I'm totally invested now. Yeah. Big time. And just getting into, you know, going from this, then the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, we're going to start getting our Marvel time in. It's going to be great. 100%. And I just saw the picture of, this is a total 180 there, and it should have been in the news, but I did see the new picture. I totally forgot of... Uh, Jared Leto's uh, Joker in um, Justice League. Oh yeah, and it's really cool. Like it's it's kind of almost crow like actually. Anyways, I'm looking forward to Friday uh, episode six should be coming up, and um, we'll learn more. I wish you were. Just, I wish the episodes would get a little bit longer, but they've all been pretty short. That's okay. That makes them fun. Yeah. All right. That's good for WandaVision. I think we've covered the heck out of it. Um, all right, Michael. We've done it. I feel good about reading a book inside of a month. I feel accomplished. Finish Ready Player Two. And how do we want to start it? <laughs> um, I guess my question is, 
Well, I don't know. You're all done. Did you like it or not? So I, you know, I, I did my Goodreads, right? And I gave it a three out of five. Okay. So that's better than 50%. And I, I think that's a fair assessment. It's, it's, a, it's a three. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I had, there were some fun parts to it and I kept reading it and I was, I like some of the characters, but I just felt that, um, he had so much other stuff going on that I was, that, that made me want more of other things that it did the obvious, like the book did the obvious. And I don't think you should just do things to um, Ryan Johnson, the damn thing, like, like last Jedi, like let's just make everything the opposite of what you wanted. And that'll just throw you off. Right. I don't think, I don't think you should do that um, unless it's pertinent and it's good for the character. But I just felt that there were so many more opportunities for, and it's my own fault, you know. Um, I, I really was kind of grabbing onto the low character, and I thought he left a lot of. I mean, how the name is with an L, and an L was a big deal. Like there was a lot of hints dropped that they could have made that character the actual ready the player too. Like, you know. I just, I guess basically I just didn't want Wade Watts to be the only hero. It, it, it just kind of like funneled down to him being the hero. I know well, Og, Og came in. I, I get it. Right. But still, at the end of the day, it's about Wade. I have to admit, I'm surprised he didn't hit the big red button. Yeah. I mean, that was the threat. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, there's a lot of things to the end. I, I just thought, you know, okay, you had these the, the prince battle, which I, God, I was so hard to get through that. Um, they just felt so lame to me. The so, prince okay, world. Here, here's a question I have. So, I, I think I like the book better than you did. I did my Goodreads and I gave it a four. Now, I might readjust that in the future. I kind of looked at it like this. Uh, for me. Ready Player One was five, no question. Um, it's one of those books that I literally could not put down. Kind of like uh, Andy Weir's The Martian. Could not put it down. I gave that book a five as well. Um, Andy Weir's follow-up, Artemis, is a good book. I enjoyed it, but it's not The Martian. So I think I gave that a four. Um, now, this is not the direct follow-up. Well, it's direct in the series, Right. I also read Ernest Klein's Armada. Oh my God. that That's a two or three at best. The book is so derivative. So I, I ended up liking this book quite a bit, but I feel almost like it's an unfinished draft. Yeah. In that I, I have a lot of the same criticisms you do. They bring in the low five and then do nothing with them, especially low. You know, they she came in at the end and, get, and got the sword somehow. Yeah, I mean, okay. Here you go, popped in, here you go. Then she got destroyed. Exactly. He sent the low five out on a quest, and they could probably do a whole book on that, right? Right. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But they go off on their quest. You don't see him again until like 100 pages later. Yeah. Maybe 70 pages, whatever. You don't see him for a good chunk of the book. And then Lo just shows up 
hands the sword that Og needs to kill Enrak, and then she immediately dies, or her avatar gets killed. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Gone. So they could have done much more with the low five. Most especially low. I think I said that already. And you're right. You know, maybe if I was a huge Prince fan, that section would have been more fun. But it it clotted. It just. Listen, I'm a D&D fan, right? right? And even that even that section wasn't great. So here, here's where I got to. And I said, here's a question for you. That whole last one was straight up Middle Earth. Right. Tolkien. Did you like that section? Well, nothing really happened. We put the dog to sleep. We put the people to sleep. We took the jewels. We ran out. And then I had a, a monster that was big enough to another dog that could take the time. And then they got out. Yeah, it was so, kind of. I mean, like it was so anticlimactic. Like, why you built this whole token thing up, and you didn't? You know, basically, you did it so that you can bring him and Artemis back together. It was. Yeah, it was just. Yeah. It, it was hacked. It was. That's all. It was just like it was like bad editing or something. It was just was. It was hacky. It was just not. You know, and I'm not saying they should have dove into Middle Earth and go through this whole Hobbit journey. No, um, but it was very like. I mean, and, oh, we got the eagles. Great. Eagles to take us out. It was just like, it, it was, um, what's the word where everything comes easy to a, to a character? Um, Hackneyed? <laughs> no, 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 I, I, no, like, yeah, you know, like just coincidental, like, oh, we need a car. Oh, there's a car over there. Let's go get oh, it. You know, like a MacGuffin or a Dwix Machina? I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know the term. Not a MacGuffin. MacGuffin takes you through the whole story, but I'm, I'm right. just talking about like, Things that just happen easily. Um, it's a little bit too serendipitous. Yeah, yeah. And, and did I, you know, did I need to spend 20 to five minutes reading about the Prince battle? Like, like it didn't, it didn't move the characters forward. Like, like, you know, I, I much like the conversation. I much liked it when they were um, in the real life where, you know, Ogs and the, uh, ambulance and they're trying to get somewhere and, and then he's you know what I mean and he got out of his own suit and you know did that was more way more interesting to me than any of those two worlds agreed you know and another why the fuck did they bring back okay I can't remember the guy's name now Sorrento yeah why did they bring him back he did nothing nothing other than well he they're trying to make him they try to make him like the Luthor you know basically but you know Sorrento was an evil fuck and was scary in the first book. This one, he's just, oh, Serrano's out. Oh, Serrano's working with Anorak. Oh, Serrano shows up to twist his, you know, to twirl his mustache in yep. the Prince world. Point the gun at Og, right. And then he shows up again and points the gun at Og. Like, him being in the book is almost, it, it means nothing. I mean. Think of how cool it would have been if it would have been Faisal, the one that, that was behind it. With, right. With, with Anorak. Like, you, that would have been awesome. Huge twist. And and much more believable than like, we just let this bad guy out of jail for no reason. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I put it as a four now because I, I, I did like the ending. I did like how. I, I kind of think I'm not. Go ahead. I was going to say, I kind of figured that out when they talked about it earlier, but. See, I didn't. And I, I, so for me, I like the ending that it was just, you know, they were talking to each other, but they're, you know, it's, it's basically like a clone of yourself. But the minute that clone comes to life, you know, quote unquote life, your paths diverge. So it'd be interesting to see 
to talk to yourself. Well, one's digital. Right. Obviously. Right. So those aspects were neat and it was cool that they moved, but that they moved the story well beyond, you know, it was going on to some other world and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But there was no addressing the fact, like, like kind of like the main characters that Artemis got pissed at the rest of the group for, like, listen, you guys are all billionaires now and you're not really doing anything to save the world. The world is still a shithole. Things, yeah. terrible things are happening. And they still don't address that at the end. They don't. And that's part of why I didn't like you. Like, oh, so Artemis just loves him now again. And it's all good because of what? Way didn't change, really. I mean. A little bit, I, but I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, they, they didn't address those issues. Like, she's, right. you know. Um, so it, it, it's these reasons, like there's some fun things in this book. Like I would recommend people read it. Um, if they, well, if they got to this point, the, the people that read it with us have read it, but someone said for me to read, I said, yeah, read it, but don't, you know, don't get your hopes up too high. There's some fun stuff that happens, but there's also like some serious story problems that, that could have really propelled this thing. Now, this does not make me want a ready player three. No, and. Maybe this is me misremembering. I almost want to back, go back and read Ready Player One because it seems to me in Ready Player One, the balance of making the nostalgic references that most of us got, like I didn't get all of them, but I got probably like 90% of them. But it seemed to be more like, oh, here's this reference. And within like a page or two, you've moved on from whatever thing they had to do in the quest and keep going. Whereas the I, Prince thing was like 20, 30 pages or more, right? Yeah. I also think it was more thought out. And it was also, the whole thing was a game from the get-go. There was no life or death situation technically. You know, there was when it turned into, you know, when, when it escalates, it, it becomes that. But it was basically rocky, right? Here's a people that get, people from out of nowhere could become somebody. Right. You know, it's, it's a basic, you know, Rocky karate kid, whatever. I don't want to say fighting, but it's the, the kid, the poor kid, the kid that's, you know, the underdog, the underdog is an underdog, underdog story. And, um, you know, and you feel for that, you really connect with the kid and, um, and this one, this, the stuff I thought was the stuff that I did like was uh, questioning what technology does to people, the social media does to people, what does, um, this kind of technology, if you were plugged in and can feel things like, I like that angle of it. And I like those ideas. I thought those were great ideas in the book. Um, that's what made the book interesting to me was all these tech ideas. I, but you asked me, you know, we'll find out if he stuck the landing and I don't think he did. I agree with you. I, I really can't disagree. Um, the ending was fine, but like you said, you know, it was, really wasn't much to do. Og came in and he kicked ass. And I like the fact that it wasn't, you know, Z having to fight Anorak. Right. Bringing Og in itself. It was fun. But like I said, too, too convenient the way Lotus showed up. Here's the sword and boom, gone. Like I said, this is an excellent, like, third or fourth draft. But I think this this book needed much more polishing getting rid of some of the extended, like the print scene or, you know, maybe, I don't know. It seemed like, like you said, some of the, like their first or second shard 
there was more to it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong about the second. You know, there was more of a quest to get the shard, and it made sense. But you know, getting the last couple of shards, it was just like, all right, let's let's get going. You know, we well, spent like like he spent. I it was almost like he's like, okay, I spent way too much time on prints. Right. So when I do the uh, Middle Earth one, it's going to get in, get out, we're done. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is when when Wade's talking, like this is the hardest world in the world, I couldn't even do it. I didn't even start it. Well, it didn't seem that hard. <laughs> well, it was easier for her because she was prepared and knew the spells and whatnot. So for her, but it was still, a cakewalk. Right. But it was too much of a cakewalk. Yeah, and I think that's really the ultimate thing here is like, I think one of the main characters had to pay a price and not Og. I think Og, Og is obvious. Um, but we never really like interact with Og. He's just like that kind of tertiary character that, you know, I like, I don't feel bad that he got killed. Maybe because he was digitally resurrected. Resurrected. But that's not the point. The point was, you know, I think there should have been some damage. Um, yeah. You know, even if well, you don't, you didn't read Lord of the Rings, but. Um, I bring that up only because, uh, like, well, I'm going to tell you, it's it's not spoil. It is spoilers, but it isn't spoilers. But I mean, you know, you know who Frodo is, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's the main. He's the Wade Watts, and um, he he takes a toll in that in that story, like a real toll, and decides to do something about that at the end. I, I won't let you know because if you ever decide, it's you know, to read and or watch it, it's it's um. It's much more pronounced in the book than it is in the movies, but um, the adventure took a huge toll on him and having the ring and the responsibility. Well, um, I mean, okay, I haven't read that, but even just taking it to something, something I, I, something that I do know, like Star Wars. I mean, Luke's you know journey, he loses his mentor Ben, he loses an arm, you know, his his sister mm-hmm. is threatened, and the minute he redeems his father, he loses him too. There right. is a price that Luke pays. So, yes, I think that the main character has to pay a toll of some sort. And I don't see that. It, it, yeah, you don't see it. And then even so, you know, even every shard he got, you had to pay. What did he pay? The payment was just he had to experience. What? That's fine. But but I feel like you were setting it up. Like, like there's a toll for all this. But there really wasn't. He just got to learn who that person was. Right. That's not That's not a toll. That's just like an experience. Right. And it wasn't even a bad experience. Well, ultimately it was bad in that you realized that with the last one, you realized that, you know, he had copied her consciousness against her will. That is a that is literally probably one of the worst things you could do. I mean I try not to say this word lightly, but it's right. it's non consensual. It's a rape of the mind, if you will. No, no, absolutely. I mean, it, we, you know, now, do you feel that that Halliday was at the end? Do, do we still hate? Do you hate Halliday, or do you accept the redemption for what like, he's? But he created because she seems to be pretty happy as resurrected. But we don't know. That could just be the AI saying, "No, no, no, it's not a bad thing." Right, right. I, I think she really is happy, and I think you know she made lemons out of or lemonade on lemons. I mean, what he did was wrong, but she's now immortal. So Digi- digitally immortal. 
I understand. I understand. But to that consciousness, they don't know a difference other than, you know, they don't have to sleep anymore. They don't have to. No, I, 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 there is a difference. And I, okay. I think part of, part of, part of being human and being alive is that you have a finite, that you're done. That there oh is, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, and that's something I can considering too, as we, we, as we finish the book that, okay, so now they're digitally immortal. Um, that kind of reminds me of the uh, San Junipero episode of, of mm-hmm. Black Mirror. Yep, yep. Which was very touching, but you know, even that episode, even though they decided, they decided to be together and you know be in love, you only see that immediate aftermath. What you don't see is eternity. Which, again, I'm pulling from another source here, but the Good Place addressed that. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I didn't, but I, my head went to uh, Vampire Chronicles. The Anne Rice novels. Okay, same kind of thing. Um, there, there has to be eternity or immortality, or okay, even the Highlander, right? Yep. Something else we know. Um, immortality sucks because at some point you're going to see everyone. You, okay, these people won't they get to be with their friends forever. So maybe there's a slight change there, but at a certain point in time, with immortality, you are literally going to experience everything there is to experience. And there's no risk in, you know, you know, doing anything new or trying something because, you know, if it's learning how to, you know, cook the best, uh, baked Alaska, you've got eternity. Eventually you will perfect it, but there's nothing they can do physically dangerous because they can't die. There's no risk there. So yes, there, there is something to be said for the finite nature. Yeah, to me, they're just programs. They're they're right. no different than the world of Tron, right? right. Um, they're just going to keep running their program. Uh, so, and that's it, something they can't. That's something it, it, I considered as well. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they they can't have kids. They can't do any of that stuff. Right. They they can't propagate at all. But also, um, I get that this is pretty much a self reliant ship. But I, I kind of thought Star Trek. I'm like, well, do they have any kind of like a 3D printer or some kind of replicator technology? Because eventually, everything physical does die and need to be replaced. So, yes, there's plenty of hard drive space, but those hard drives are still physical devices that will fail at some point. Right? Are they able to create more hard drive space? Yeah. You know it. <sighs> It's a fine book. I, I, you know, and listen, I don't know. I can't write a book. So it's hard. It's, it is always hard for me to, you know, be super critical of somebody who puts something out there. Um, but that's our job here. I mean, that's our, that's our role here at the podcast. Tell you what we think and, and these types of things. And I, I think it's a decent book. I just think it's, it just needs something a little bit more. It needs, it needs a little more depth, a little more. You got to get pushed past that first book. Um, if you want to like, Empire Strikes Back is not Star Wars retold. It's different situations. And right. I, th- I think he set up a lot of the same situations because it's easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could have pushed it further. I think he could have pushed it further. That's all. So I guess my question is this. You said before that you would recommend this book to someone, yes? Yeah, I think if they've read, I mean, I would. Re, I, I like some of the character dialogue. I like, I like, you know, Artemis a lot. I like um, the team, Shodo and Ak, Ak. However, you say your name, H, H. Um, 
I like that four. And I also liked, you know, the low character. And I like some of the other stuff, you know. Um, I like some of the things that's brought up in the book. I just don't think it was, it could have been done better. That's all. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just making sure. So if someone said, hey. Um, I would say get it at the library. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I got it from the library. But the other thing, too, is I'm like, so, because sometimes, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes when you read something, like, I I don't know if I would recommend this book, which is funny because I, I actually liked it more, and I think I gave it a four, like I said. Um, but I think I'm more prone to tell people, you know what, read the first book and stop. I... I think if you just want something to read on a weekend or if you take it up north, like it's a fun, like you can get through it. It's, but you know, somebody else may like the print stuff more than I did. Somebody else may like those areas more than I did. You know, they may not look at it as critical as I do. Um, and that's fair, but you know, like if someone goes, give me a good book, read. Okay. Read ready player one. I've already read it. My next suggestion would not be read ready player two. I'd say the Martian or red rising or the forever war or old man's mm-hmm. war. You know, I think you get the gist. Right. I think right now, you know, if you look online, there's a lot of stuff about the High Republic. And right now, I would say read that before I read Ready Player Two. And I'm still only 50% through it. And it's not perfect, but I'm starting to understand the characters a little more. And I'm starting to see a bigger picture of what they're trying to do. And, um, you know, it's a different Star Wars. It's not like what we know, you know. And it might be hard for Star Wars fans even, but... There's some characters that I really dig, um, but it's not it's not reading like a farm boy from an area right. kind of thing. It's not Luke Lake at all. Well, that's a little bit more relatable too. I mean, Luke could have been anyone, you know, and we we could mm-hmm. we could be Luke in many ways, you know, get called right. up and find out. Oh, whereas what you're reading now, everything's well established. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Kind of, because it's, I mean, we Star Wars world has been established. Established. This hasn't. This era hasn't. Right. So this era is kind of like, well, we can get into a whole new discussion. But basically what I'm saying is that this book is is a little, it, it, but it's all new, you know, or Ready Player Two. Like I would tell people, hey, if you just want to read something, but it's not new, you know, you're not going to get any kind of revelations or anything, but it's kind of like watching, you know, a popcorn movie. Yeah, go ahead and read it if you don't want to think too much. Like, it was a perfect book after Dune. I, I get that. I get you know that. what I mean? Like, Dune well, was a hard, like, a heady book. Like, I would say, like, if you read a book like that, then read something like Ready Player Two. That was a nice, like, you can speed read that thing. Yeah, you could. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I, the prince, some of the, I don't know. It got a bit of a slog. Well, same with the, the John Hughes world. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why I keep focusing on focusing on Prince, but maybe I, it seemed to be such a drag. That was weird. Like I'm gonna get the army of, you know, Morris Day in the time, and I don't know. I actually like that a little bit. I like Morris Day in the time. Well, I, I liked all of them, but it's just strange. But that's okay. You. That's okay. It's uh, it's it's good enough. Good enough. <laughs> There you go. That's that's our review of any player two. It's good enough. I, well, I gave it a three. You gave it a four out of five. Again, that could change. But it could change, but it's better than half. It's better than fifty. It's better than an E, but it's not a B. 
Probably not a B. <laughs> no. It's, a C it's an average C, 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 C minus, somewhere around there. <laughs> There's just yeah. so much more they could have done. Right. They. So much more Ernest Klein could have done. It just That's it. You know, like I said, it's it's like a draft. I think they could have just done more things with some of the smaller characters. Right. Smaller, less, you know, I, I'm, I'm retreading now. That's it. I'll shut up. It's good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. All right. That's going to do it for this lengthy episode of the Kyber cast. Um, we will look to uh, figure out a new book soon. If people are still interested, I know people have posted some suggestions and we'll look into those. Uh, if you'd like to give us a suggestion, check us out on our social areas, right? Michael, where are those? You can find us under Kybercast on both Twitter and Instagram and the Kybercast, yeah, blah, blah, the Kybercast on Facebook and both a group and a page. There you go. And if you want your friends to help us with a book thing, they can like listen to the podcast, figure out what they like and give us uh, some feedback too. But you can tell them to find our podcast on most podcatchers out there from Apple to Google to Spotify and all those. Um, so please give us a listen. If you can share that to your friends would be great. If you want to buy some swag, check us out on uh, kybercast.com slash shop. Uh, get yourself a cool t-shirt or something. Uh, mug, whatevs. Um, I think we've got it all covered, huh, Michael? I believe we do. Great. And that is just, uh, we'll see everybody next week, I think. We're going to record next week, right? I plan on Okay, good. I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's just Wanda. Um, so, Who knows? Maybe slow down. Something crazy will be announced in the next week. Maybe. All right. Cool. That's all there is to say for this week. We will see you next week. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.